welcome to Love and Brief, a very brief ABDL podcast. You had like the most nasty voice going into it. It was like, welcome. Welcome to Love and Brief. Okay. Well, I don't know what's going on with me. I'm sorry. I'm I'm darning socks. That's a very 1930s, 40s thing to do. So I feel like the voice is coming from Oh, I see. Okay. Welcome to Love and Brief, a very brief ABDL podcast focused on issues of love. Mm. Love for yourself. Yep. Love for others. Mm -hmm. Love for your community, of course. Mm -hmm. Love for your puppers. Mm -hmm. Your friends. Mm -hmm. Your family. I think we'll get into a lot of that. Even just today. Yes. So I am resident, yes. And I'm not taken. And uh, we, I've been wanting to do a series for a while now. Tell us about your series, please. Well, see, here's the thing. We've gotten a number of advice questions that basically sum up to, a, to how do I get involved? And it's, it's almost too hard to read them all because they come from a, a handful of different angles, but they sort of add up to, hey, look, I'm new or I've been lurking in this scene for a long time and I really would like to meet people and I really would like to offer something back. Um, but I have no idea what to do. And I think that's very common and very normal. Yeah. And so I've been wanting to do a series for a while that's basically – it's advice, but it's it's also kind of example. Yeah, and, so maybe chatting with the people who already are doing things. Yeah, so the, the series I've been wanting to start, and we're going to start today on it. It may not go in order every, every uh, week after week, but I want to do a bunch on – makers in the ABDL community. These are people who saw a need and said, I would like to do something. So people who make events, people who make content, people who create um, communities, people who host parties, any, anything. Kind that, of like a little bit like what we did uh, with a couple of our friends who create products. They make products. Diapers. Right, right. Write erotica. It, it, I mean, music. It could be anything. So I'm I'm tremendously intrigued by makers in general and ABDL makers in particular. And so we have the privilege of kicking off this idea with somebody who has been able to create something that I think is extraordinary. I would call them the maker of the year. Well, that's what you called them earlier. And I, I did. Agree. I did. So. Um, I would like, if you haven't met Tibby, I would like to introduce you to Tibby, also known as Maverick. And she is one of the folks uh, who created something called ISO Storytime that started out right around the beginning of the COVID epidemic. And it stands for Isolation Storytime. Yep, Isolation Storytime. And and I want to let Tibby explain it. Yeah, I was going to say, I won't say nearly as much as she can tell us. That's right. But maybe, I don't know, uh, why don't you ask the question that we love to start with, and then we'll dive in. All right, Tibby, inquiring minds want to know, will you tell us about your love? Oh, geez. Uh, Yeah, I'd love to. So at the moment, I'm feeling a lot of love towards uh, my friends and the community that we've collectively built and that I've been able to lean on and that I, I hope has been able to lean on me, uh, at the same time as we're all sort of weathering this storm of, of coronavirus together. So you mentioned leaning into the community and I think you've actually done a lot of great work there. Um, but you're describing leaning into others. So before we get into all the good work that you and some others have done, how are you getting support back from the community? You know, I've, I've just been 
like like a lot of people, I imagine, uh, without work and spending a lot of time on my own and and indoors, which is kind of weird for me. Uh, we talked a little bit about this before recording, but you know, I'm used to working a job and then mm-hmm. having the freelance job on the side and then having like the hobby. So yeah. going from all of that and like working with people a lot to nothing has just been really hard mentally and emotionally. So having like uh, something I can look forward to every week where I can be with people who I care about and who, who, who care about me and having those few friends who will check in on me every day has, has really just, um, helped me get through a lot of the, the harder time and actually running the project has just given me a way to keep busy as well. Um, mm-hmm. Also, I like attention and people telling me I'm pretty <laughs> and giving me things. So, yeah. <laughs> so, Tibby, where where did the idea come from? How did how did you think of it? Was it a group of people? Was it you? What happened? How did this how did this come about? So, I actually did not think of the original idea at all. I uh, I have to give credit to my partner uh, Murph partner partner in the project not not like a romantic partner um i'm sure i mean you know murph and probably any of our viewers who have been to any larger events would probably know murph as like the sea shanty person very very exuberant um but we had just returned from from capcon last march and uh, within, I don't know, I think I got home Monday, and then on, like, Wednesday, the world was like, okay, everything's canceled, stay in your house. Yep. Isn't that amazing? We just escaped Capcom we before everything, <laughs> everything shut down. Yeah. It was a very narrow margin. Imagine a last-minute Capcom cancellation. I think I would just about die. Yeah. I know, same. Yeah. Capcom was, like, the last thing that we did. It was. It was, like, Capcom... I think we went to the grocery store a few times, and now here we are. Yeah, and then they started delivering groceries. And, <laughs> that <God>. was it. <laughs> what do people look like? I don't know. <laughs> that was pretty <laughs> much our experience, too. But so, you know, with the convention comes the con drop. Mm-hmm. And with the coronavirus comes, like, a lot of anxiety and, and worry and depression. Like, how long is this going to last? You know, when can I be with my loved ones again? So Murph created a little, like, one-off Zoom event called Isolation Storytime, where it was just about, like, 20 or maybe maybe 30, I think it was closer to 20, though, friends from Capcom, just, like, hanging out and reading storybooks and, uh, you know, enjoying each other's company. And I went to that, and I, I read um, something or other. I think I read Not Quite Narwhal which is a <laughs> book about a, a unicorn who lives in the sea. A- anyway, it's it's about, like, not having to choose between a binary. It, it's a really good book. Anyway, um, I read that, and I kind of was just, like, on camera speaking for a while. And going forward, Murph had asked me if I would like to to continue to, to host the event on his behalf because I just I have a little bit of experience with hosting live shows and like public speaking and um i guess people just enjoy my my presence uh, as a 
a speaker or like a figure. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. He, he decided I would be a good choice. And I was like, yeah, of course. Um, it's, it's a good, a good project. It'll give me something to keep my mind off of the troubles of the world. And at the same time, Murph had been personally helping someone who had, had lost their job and, and was reaching out for like emergency financial help. And from there, Murph kind of bore this idea of creating a a resource for people who have lost their their jobs due to the the coronavirus situation who who can no longer like pay rent or afford. It it was almost like most of the people we help, I think it's like they're in situations where they're choosing between like rent and like medication or things like that. Um, And it's so we just started collecting like voluntary donations at the same time as I was like booking people to read stories or perform some sort of talent like live music. And it's from there, it's kind of grown into a pretty large um project it both uh, is in we we do programming every week which includes like two hours of kind of like a set variety show like it is story time so we always have some children's books some things to put people in the little space but my kind of keen interest is always recruiting very talented people to do cool things so we we have mm-hmm. many like musical guests uh, professional musicians. We have a Vegas magician who performs for us regularly. That's very fun. That's that's pretty much the story. Is Murph kind of identified a need in our community, and I've been kind of the person who has maintained the programming and the event from week to week, and uh, that's what we've been doing. So, um, what has it been like? to recruit these people have you has it been difficult have you met new friends what is the process and the experience of finding these talents and recruiting them to the show what has it been like for you um i mean i have definitely made new friends let's see but the experience of recruiting people has been it's not so much like me kind of seeking people out as like they come to us um, like I'll put out public kind of calls for, for performers and entertainers, but at the same time I would contact people who, who I know and specifically who I know from like event pageants. So for example, one of our regulars, uh, who always performs at story time is Gimbal, who won the Capcom pageant this past year with that, um, toy instruments, like looping station performance. Oh, that was so cool. Yeah. So it's mostly people who I, who I had identified from like pageant, uh, events, um, winners or just participants who really like stuck out to me and who are charismatic and who can just like entertain a room. And so I just poke them and I'd be like, Hey, even if we don't know each other very well, I think you're super gifted. And I know there's not really a lot of opportunity for people like you and me to perform right now. So would you like to volunteer like 10 minutes on, on Friday to like perform something for a group of littles? See, I think that's such a, that's such a nice example of somebody 
let's say that you are a musician and it's never occurred to you or you've never had a venue or a forum to bring that skill or that gift to the community. And now all of a sudden, you know, you're playing a six string fretless bass for a hundred ABDL folk who are also feeling separated and isolated and sort of bringing everybody together or whatever, like with this beautiful music that you create. I think that's such a great example of getting folks involved in the way that they know how. And it comes to life, I think, in the thing that you chose to create, which is isolation story time. Yeah, I think so too. And that's that's something I, I can't stress enough is that it's it's never been just me or just Murph and I um, making it happen. It's really willful participation on the part of many, many people, whether they're uh, the ones performing and like donating their time, whether they're people who make donations to our um, mutual aid effort, um, or just like showing up and being part of the audience and participating like week to week. Um, that's really what makes the event go. <laughs> uh, I, and we also have a lot of helpers behind the scenes. Like we have uh, people who have set up our, our website for us, who have given us free kind of advice on running a nonprofit, people who have set up a, a Discord server, because at a certain point, the attendance we were getting and the enthusiasm behind it was so much that there was demand for people to be able to like hang out throughout the week and not just on zoom on a Friday night, which is our, our normal format. That's so cool. Again, like here we see an extension of community where folks not only are saying, Hey, I have a new place to go or a new place to meet people or even a way to showcase what I can give to the community. But now I'm actually hanging out on Tuesdays and Thursdays and, uh, following folks on discord. Like I, I, I think that's so neat to see community multiply like that. And, and, and even your story, which, you know, is the way you've, you've told me about it is like not super engaged on social media, not trying to build a content following on Instagram, but all of a sudden you find a way that you're like, Hey, I'm really good at this public speaking thing and people like it when I do it. And Murph said, this is a good thing for us to do together. And you, you made something. I think that's awesome. And it's been, as you've described it, paying you back too in all of the people that you get to meet and, and new ways to engage the community. Yeah. And it, al- it also literally uh, pays me back because I, I haven't had a job since the beginning of coronavirus either. I am, uh, I'm a makeup artist. And, you know, the rules now are like, don't touch anybody. So that's kind of out. So I, yeah. I also collect tips uh, during every show. I, I play piano and I'll sing songs or sometimes I'll do drag routines. But that's really um, also been a big, imp- important part of supporting myself is um, like relying on on the community to help me as well as mm. the, the numerous other people that we're supporting each week. I'm so glad to hear that. And I think y'all have also been able to help out a lot of people um, along the way since this got started. And I was hoping maybe you could tell us a little bit more about how you've been able to help and uh, more about how that works. Right. So it's um, it's pretty simple altogether. Um, it, like I said, it started with one person approaching Murph 
And as he became more aware of others who were in kind of financial struggle uh, early on in the pandemic, we had a, a growing growing list of, of people who needed help. And our goal is, I mean, obviously we can only provide what we, what we can each week, but usually we're able to give um, about... Fifty to a hundred dollars a week to a, a constantly fluctuating number of people because you know we we often are approached by more who need help and at the same time we've been able to um, get eleven different people back on their feet and they've been able to like wow. pay it forward. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. A lot of them have ceased receiving help and instead that they now give like a little donation when they're able because they've been able to find a new job or a new place to live it's double blind anonymous giving um so essentially people who receive aid aren't like publicly receiving aid um murph and i of course vet them and kind of ask them about needs and and what's reasonable to help and um at the, and the people giving donations, the only people who know about it is is really just Murph himself. He he does most of the the finances, and uh, it's also money in, money out. Essentially, we do we do like a, it's almost like a mini telethon for the the intermission every Friday, where we uh, collect collect what we're able to and. Uh, then Saturday evening, we divide it up evenly amongst the giving circle and uh, repeat it the next week, rinse and repeat. Although we also had an ultimately successful holiday campaign where over the last about two months of the year, we were able to raise uh, $20,000 to help our, our giving circle recipients of aid. Oh my Amazing. gosh. I'm blown away. That's so, so neat that y'all are doing that. I mean, when you talk about 50 or 100, you know, I can see for an individual where that can make a huge difference every week, right? That could be the difference between eating or not eating, filling a prescription or not, um, turning on the heat or not. But when you talk about, in total, a holiday giving campaign that raises $20,000, that reminds me just how many individuals Isolation Storytime is helping. Yeah, yeah. When you divide it all up, it's a lot. And the funny thing is that, like, the it sounds like a huge chunk of money too, but it was never actually all liquid at one time because as soon as we get it, we're like sending it out to the people who need it. For a lot of folks, it's the difference between be choosing between like rent or groceries and like rent and medication to being mm-hmm. able to have both. But yeah. we also have a, a number of homeless individuals. Um, who they receive um, twice what we what we give the rest of the circle. For example, mm-hmm. one um, woman we're helping was living with grandparents in a house, and they grandparents had passed away, and now the mortgage was in her name, and she mm. was trying to pay a mortgage on like a waitress's salary, and has wound up in the shelter system actually tuning in to isolation story time on a cell phone in a shelter. Wow. Gosh. So some of, some of the folks we're helping are in serious need and all of them are in, in some sort of, uh, financial struggle due to the pandemic. Hmm. And, 
and just in the entrance of, of really understanding this great transparency you're offering, you're working for tips alone. So you and Murph aren't taking a cut of the money. Murph takes nothing. Murph actually makes a donation every week. Um, he is he's extremely dedicated to the the charitable aspect of things. Like he's really the heart yeah. of of what we're doing. He unfortunately didn't want to make a public appearance because of his work situation. He just wants to be very safe and careful. Um, so yeah. I'm speaking on behalf of both of us. But he's he's really the heart of the project and. I, I do a lot of the actual like legwork and, and planning. And yeah, my, I, I get my separate tips. They're not part of the, the fundraising effort. That, and that's all, that's all on the table. Like people send to me if they want to or to the circle if they want to. Yeah. But yeah, Murph yeah. always publishes our, our numbers or, and we'll, we'll even say them during the intermission of each show. Do you have a sense to date what you've been able to raise and distribute? I do, and it is close to $70,000, and we are just under a year of operating. Congratulations. Congratulations. Oh, jinx. That, that is amazing. That really is. Yeah. And in a way that I think I've heard the word community a lot since I've gotten into this kink sort of out and about in the world, but this shows community in a way that I don't think I've seen it before, mm-hmm. which is just acting like a community of human beings anywhere in the world when mm-hmm. others need help. And I think it's so neat what y'all are doing. Thank you so much. Do you guys uh, have any sort of plans for the future? Do y'all have any sort of plans on um, for growth or to keep going after things get kind of back to normal in a year or so? Like, I just, where are you guys going from here? So this is the big question. This is the question we discuss probably every single week. So no one has a extremely clear idea of when things will quote unquote go back to normal. But we do have some idea of what the future will look like. So presently we do a weekly live event format on Zoom Um And we're built on three missions. So number one is breaking isolation. Number two is helping people in need. And the third is social equity. So we are, we're very invested in creating a space that is welcoming to people of different genders and sexualities, welcoming to people of different races and safe and, um, What's the just not creepy for women, fans, like women aligned people Um, and also all ages. That one's really important to me because in like kink scenes or or ABDL scenes, you know, after people reach a certain age, they kind of like treated like they're, they're not wanted anymore or like, oh, that's it's weird when someone over 40 is doing this, which is crazy mm-hmm. because, you know, if you look at the community we have today, we have, you know, we have actual age play and ABDL elders to thank for their like creativity and commitment uh, and creating events and like spaces, websites, you name it, products. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, that, so that's that's the now we have a. A weekly event, and we have our missions, which I don't think will ever change. Um, but the format will probably change. I think we're looking at becoming a permanent resource for the community. So, like, say, 
coronavirus goes back to normal, unfortunately, you and I both know that poverty is not going anywhere. It's a it's a large problem in our, our world and in our countries, respectively. Um, and it's it's not going to go away when coronavirus goes away. So if possible, we want to become a permanent mutual aid resource for the community. And instead of doing a frequent virtual event, which is kind of the only option right now, we would like to move to having more of a physical presence at places like Capcon, uh, TeddyCon, mm-hmm. West Coast Jungle Gym, um, any like large in-person events where we can run in-person interactive programming and um, have our own like fundraisers and, and donations. The thought of being able to do that in person is just so heartwarming to think of being able to read a story or perform uh, something for a room full of folks who are as deeply sort of earnestly and genuinely bought in and leaning in and saying, you know, there's so many folks who are in little space, others who just are there for the company and they just want something to, to give them a sense of community. Doing that in person sounds so fun. Listening to those stories sounds so fun. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to read them, huh? Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah, I'm really, I'm really curious what it's going to look like, but we, we're already in communication with all of the, the major age play conventions kind of discussing what the future could look like. And I think there's a lot of possibilities. It's just figuring out like what we can, what we can offer when it comes to like a live event. Cause I think that's always kind of been at the core of what we're doing. There was never a plan for isolation story time. It has been needs arising and kind of difficulties arising as we learn how to manage a hundred littles on zoom (laughs) and just, which is by the way, a Herculean effort that you you handle very well. I mean, we've talked about the legend that is Murph, and rightfully so. Uh, but you are a legend in your own right in that I have seen you week after week manage a hundred ABDLs and littles on Zoom, and I am so impressed. Just, just managing <laughs> Murph is a lot. Let's be clear yeah. on that. <laughs> That's true. I honestly don't know how because as only one of those littles. I have a hard time being quiet or sitting still. Oh and my gosh! I certainly can't make myself do it, much less others. And I, I, I admire you. You, you somehow. I don't know if it's like a global mute or what's going on, but <laughs> it works. Like one on the hip, one on the lips. I think yeah. When people are feeling little and feeling like really positive and safe, they're they're really easy to keep. Um, I don't want to say under control because that sounds weird, but they'll just be so respectful and so kind mm-hmm. that it's actually not a chore at all. But we've had we've had help kind of setting up our rules. We also have some secret helpers who have secret mute buttons in case someone's creating a lot of background noise. Mm. Ooh, Very that's smart. pretty cool. Yeah. Secret, super secret helpers. So if somebody wanted to tune in, maybe they haven't been to Isolation Storytime yet, uh, but they're listening to this podcast. How do they find you and how do they play along? That is an excellent question. So it's it's pretty straightforward, actually. You can go to isostorytime.com. Um, that's our website domain. And at the top, there's a button that says RSVP Now, where you'll just have to fill out a little bit of info. Like, we'll need some social media that is 
you know, ABDL or age play related. And uh, we usually ask for ID because we are an 18 plus event, of course. Um, and then once you filled out that form, you're on a email subscription and you'll get the uh, Zoom passcode to your inbox each week. And if you don't want them anymore, you can unsubscribe. So we also have uh, FetLife events. I always post the event on FetLife. And uh, we have a FetLife group that I think is currently called Murph and Maverick's Isolation Storytime. I should probably shorten it to just Isolation Storytime. <laughs> well, you have to distinguish from all the other Isolation Storytimes. Yeah, I mean, I guess so. <laughs> there are people doing <laughs> similar things, but I think we're the only Isolation Storytime. I think so, too. We're also on uh, FetLife, Instagram, and Twitter. All of them are at ISO Storytime. All one word. Perfect. Perfect. Tibby, thank you so much for coming on and speaking with us. Um, I've learned so much, and I've already been to ISO Storytime, and I've, I've learned so much about the process, and I'm so excited uh, about what y'all are doing. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm really glad to have been here. And, and congrats on your one-year anniversary of ISO Storytime sneaking up here in just a little bit. Are you going to have anything special, any kind of party planned? Actually, yeah. I'm really looking forward to it. So March 19th, we're planning our, our big birthday show. Um, now, it's still a little bit in the works, but we have partnered with multiple uh, other events like CapCon, TeddyCon, West Coast Jungle Gym, and Baby for Con, which started this year. And each one will be giving a little presentation along with a fun performance. And we have a huge prize that will be given away. Ooh. Do we get to know what it is or is it a big old secret? I can absolutely tell you all about it. Our goal is to get some more sustainers um, for our charity. Because as I mentioned before, we give uh, weekly weekly support to uh, individuals in, in need. So from now to March 19th, uh, you can get, you can enter this giveaway if you give a recurring donation already, if you begin giving a new weekly recurring donation, or if you are already giving one, you can get an extra entry by increasing the donation. And our prizes are... Drum roll, please. We have a prize from TeddyCon. TeddyCon for two, the complete package, which includes two tickets to TeddyCon, one hotel room in the main hotel for three nights, $100 to use at the vendors, an ABU diaper suit, which is a onesie, and the complete collection of Zorro Daddy's writings. But that's not all. Yeah, it's crazy. Isn't that crazy? That's only one prize, too. Oh, my gosh. I want to win that so bad. That's very cool. (laughs) So next we have West Coast Jungle Gym, our friends at West Coast Jungle Gym. We've been working on uh, some cross-promotional online events. But when they are able to have an in-person event again, the prize will be two free tickets to that event. There's no expiration date because, of course, coronavirus not 100% sure when the next one will be, and a cool swag bag from the West Coast Jungle Gym team. So the contents may vary, but you could get a t-shirt, a water bottle, a bag, and some other fun stuff in there. Okay, that sounds awesome. What else? Uh, We also have 
the one and only Capcom, who have some similar prizes, huge prizes. Um, we have three different ones. So each prize contains two tickets to the next Capcom, plus a mystery prize, and there are three of those. So that's six tickets total, three chances to win the prize pack. And uh, the mystery prizes will be revealed at the drawing on March 19th. Now, currently, um, let me tell you about the odds. So odds uh, to win a prize right now are 30 to 1. We don't have a lot of sustainers. It's a new thing we're trying to, to begin. And your odds of winning a convention ticket currently are 1 to 6. What? <laughs> yeah, it's insane. So, I, I mean, I hope a lot of people will hear this and enter the draw and, and uh, join us for that big birthday party. So you have all three of the big cons in the United mm-hmm. States. You have free tickets, and I'm just hearing this for the first time, so I'm sort of trying to wrap my brain around it. You've got free tickets to all three that are on the line, plus for Teddy Con, you actually have, like, travel expenses and all these kinds of things, hotel, that sort of thing. You also have... Swag bags, dips, and mystery prizes that could be damn near anything. That's right. And we, we even have another prize. Um, now, Baby Furcon hasn't had their first in-person event yet, but there's there's this uh, new event called Baby Furcon. They've done some online ones during COVID, and they have also uh, offered us an 80, an 80 case uh, from ABU Diapers. So that's another thing you could win in the, in the draw. Yes. So huge shout out to all four, TeddyCon, CapCon, Baby FurCon, West Coast Jungle Gym. Uh, thank you for, for helping us out and supporting us in just a, a large number of ways. There is no way that we're not going to enter this contest. I mean, I'm, yeah, you've got to jump on it. And each convention is going to be having a little chance to uh, present a little bit about their events and uh, just get people excited and there'll they'll be little performances. It's going to be a really fun event. And it's it's uh, right around the corner. It's coming up super soon. March 19th, we'll have all your, all your favorites from these big events and we'll probably have some more of our, our highlights from the year of story time because we've had a lot of special guests, including yourselves. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if we'll make the highlight real. Maybe we could slip like a five dollar bill to Tibby to put us on the highlight reel. Highlight reel. Highlight reel. <laughs> we've had so many great guests. We've had like you guys. We've had um, people like Kid Onk, Personalius. We've had um, Sophie and Pudding, Lil Jenny, Blonde Boy. So it, there's there's gonna be a. I, I actually have my work cut out for me just trying to decide who I can fit into the birthday show. Yeah, Seriously, there real. is such a talented group of people amongst us, and I had no idea. For sure, everybody has all this amazing talent. For sure, it's wild. Um, it's like, wild. You, I don't think. I don't think we even think of ourselves as age players as like a particularly like talented kind of group um, for for whatever reason. But there's such a diverse range of like gifts um, that you can see just like right in front of you on your your social media or at an event. It's really amazing. That's what's kind of always pulled me back to the live events. I really just connect to other people through performance. I'm kind of 
I kind of keep to myself otherwise, but being able to like get on a stage and like share a stage with other people and, and recognize each other for what we, what we can do is kind of how I socialize with a larger group, which is exact. This brings it full circle. Perfect. This is exactly the point of, of the makers series that we just invented. And I'm so (laughs) glad you are here to kick it off. So, so it's uh, Murph and Maverick story time is the group on FetLife ISO story time. Uh, on Instagram and Twitter every Friday night, sneaking up on one year, March 19th. And thanks so much to Tibby and Murph for creating something and making something so worth being around and being a part of. And it's, I can't wait to see where you go from here. Speaking of makers, um, we are lucky enough to have a bunch of makers on our FetLife group, the Love and Brief podcast group, who uh, actually is a subgroup who transcribe every episode. So if you or somebody that you know could benefit from reading the podcast in addition to or instead of listening to it, uh, our transcribers are amazingly dedicated and remarkably fast. Uh, so usually within the same week of putting out the show, we have the transcript up. That's transcripts.loveinbrief.com. And this is an ABDL advice show. I know that we have a bunch of questions uh, that we look at every week and we pick one out to work against. So if you'd like to send in yours, you can send it to loveandbrief at gmail.com. Or you can get in touch with me, Resonate Yes, on Instagram and also on Tumblr, if you're still on Tumblr, and there are a lot of folks still on Tumblr, including me. <laughs> um, and me. Or you can join our Love and Brief uh, podcast group on FetLife. Other than that, I think that's about all we have to share. So grateful to start uh, this series about being an ABDL maker with you, Tibby, and uh, look for isolation story time. RNT, anything else? Nope. This has been another episode of Love in Brief.